Hi everyone, I'm Lauren. And I'm Lindsay. And this yes. is oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back, bitches. Yes, welcome, welcome. Do you think our listeners like when I call them bitches? You know, I mean, even if they don't, they know what they're in for. We're called swearing mamas. <laughs> in the name. Yeah. Uh, go us. We're living up to, you know, no one can say anything about false advertising. Because I said bitch within the first 30 seconds. Correct. Woo. Um, all right. So, welcome back. How's your week been, Lindsay? Um, it's only what? Is it? Is it Monday? Yeah, um, I meant the last week <laughs> since we spoke. I know, but I was like, I thought it was Tuesday, and I got really excited, and now I'm instantly upset. Um, last week was okay. Um, I think there was a couple days where Tim was terrible. <laughs> I was going to make this nice post about how we were finally getting used to like the new normal we have going on. And then, um, I had like a really bad day, but Um, I think we're doing better again. I don't know. So far, so good, I guess. (laughs) (sighs) I'm sorry you had a hard day. I am having one today too. (laughs) So I feel you, girl. Sucks. Yeah. No one ever said this was easy. Yeah, and but they also never mentioned it like, was hard. So, and the type of hard that this is too. Like when people talk about, it's so interesting because I actually was just talking with a friend of mine about this, like today and yesterday. This has been actually like an ongoing topic recently. This is a parent friend of mine, um, and we were talking about how like people who don't have children will say things about their lives being busy or stressful or hectic. And I'm not saying that they aren't or that they can't be, but it's a very different kind of stressful and busy than what we are going through. And um, I don't need to like win the stress contest. I just kind of wish people could just like acknowledge and be like, I see you. Um, I my thing sucks, but I empathize with your thing too. And like, I think you're doing great. And I, and I wish the best for you, you know? Yeah. The fact of the matter is that like, if you hate your job, you can quit it. You can get a new job. I cannot quit my child. Not that I'd ever want to. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, you know, some days we want to, but no, I, I love him and I'm not complaining that I'm stuck with him. It's not that at all. But it's like, I don't get a lunch break from my kid. I don't get a sick day. I don't. I was, um, I got, I guess we had some kind of like 24-hour stomach bug go around our house last week. And um, Seth got it first. And he was like, fine, within a day, of course. And he never got sick or anything. And he was like, oh, yeah, like, I felt horrible. But it's fine. I didn't, like, have any, you know, throwing up or anything like that. Well, I started to feel it, too. First, it was a migraine, which he didn't have. (laughs) And then the stomach stuff came. And I was like, oh, are you sure you didn't throw up? And he's like, yeah, no, I didn't. You'll be okay. I go back to bed. What do you know? I'm up all night throwing up like six times. Mm. Um, Like, I mean, like 
forceful through the nose vomit. We can talk about that. This is a parenting podcast. We can talk about gross things. Um, <laughs> like just disgusting, horrible, painful. So anyway, and then, you know, when Seth wasn't feeling well, like he was home from work when I had been up all night throwing up. Guess who didn't get to clock out from work the next day? Me. I didn't have anyone to help. No one else came to take care of my kid. Like, mm-hmm. we don't get, we don't get a clock out. We don't get to quit. We don't get a break. We don't get a sick day. Like, even if we take a sick, like, even if you took a sick day from your job, lens, like, you'd be, you'd still have Tim to take care of, like, unless you still took him to, you know, daycare or something. But, I mean, depending on what you guys, like, right now, that's not an option. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of uh, just the thing that's been driving me crazy this past week is, like, you know, we just want to be seen and understood mm-hmm. appre- and appreciated. Like, I don't know. Yep. Um, but you just said something. You said, go figure it out, and that leads us perfectly into this week's topic, right? <laughs> I guess it does. <laughs> what are we talking about? Tattling. Yes. The very joys of toddling and my child yelling at me that he can't. <laughs> um, Put it downstairs. Okay. He wants to bring a box upstairs. That was upstairs and he wanted it down. <laughs> it's not about where the box is. It's about the journey. I guess. <laughs> later who's gonna want the box outside and i'm not carrying it down the stairs either <laughs> so <sighs> would you like to start us so tattling my son is in the stage of tattling um he's always tattling on our neighbor about things that he does the neighbor's tattling on things that tim does and long story short they need to figure it out Our rule is if you're not bleeding, I don't want to hear it. Figure it out. Like, if you don't like something that someone said to you, tell them that. Say, I don't like that. If they're doing something you don't like, tell them that. There's no reason for you to come tell me that, that I now have to tell them that when you can tell them that. You feel me? Yes. Yes. So, my question, with other parents that you interact with, with the daycare providers, with other people that happen and come into you guys' lives, do they have the same attitude as you or different? Um, And do the kids just naturally tattle, or do you think that they're taught it? And if so, how did they learn it? Let's dive in. Um, So, the only parent I really come into contact with on a daily basis is my neighbor. Um... She feels the same way. We literally, as soon as she gets either the Miss Cassie or I get the Miss Lindsay, I we both go, is someone bleeding? Like, <laughs> that is our next response. If you're not bleeding, I don't want to hear about it. Like, yes. figure it out. Um, I don't think it's something they're necessarily taught. I just think they don't know how to figure it out and they want you to do it. I mean, it's just like in every aspect of being a parent, they want you to 
Like my son has recently gotten into the stage where he doesn't even want to eat dinner anymore, but if I feed him, he'll eat it. So I now have to feed my four-year-old. Oh my God, we're going through that too, Lens. So I'm like, <laughs> it's, and I mean, I've seen like even older children that don't want to do things, so they just have their parents do it. And I feel like that's the issue. I don't know if they don't like confrontation at such a young age or what, but it's like they just don't want to deal with it. So they have, I guess, our, your mom or your neighbor's mom be the big bad wolf and tell them that they can't do this. Or to, I don't know, it, it might even be they want to get the other person in trouble. I don't know. But I just can't deal with it. But then sometimes it's like, I don't know. Sometimes with the tattling, I'm like, wait, no, really, what happened though? Because, <laughs> I mean, when Oliver gets older, sometimes, like, Tim is the smallest. He's not the youngest, but he is the smallest. Uh-huh. So a lot of times everyone gangs up on Tim and vice versa. There are some days where they gang up on someone else. Like, we joke about it in the neighborhood because it's, like, they play um, – there's a video game called Hello Neighbor. I don't know if we've talked about this game. Yeah. We have. <laughs> um, so they've turned it into an outside game. Someone is the neighbor. <laughs> but there are some dates – so yesterday, for example, no one wanted to be the neighbor. It was, like, someone would be, like, oh, you're the neighbor. And they're, like, no, I'm not. And it would cause a huge thing. But – on the flip side, there are some days where everyone's fighting to be the neighbor. And I'm like, oh, I just, just figure it out. Like, right. guys. And then they'll, like, do things that they know what pisses the other person off, so they'll do it. But then, like, once the other child finds something and does something that pisses the one child off, then that child's upset. And I'm like, well, you were just doing it to them. Like, you need to remember this feeling the next time you do it to him. Because it's like you guys are constantly just it's, – it's a never-ending cycle of tattling, doing something to piss the other off. Like we have so many rules in the neighborhood, and it doesn't – that sounds terrible. We don't really have rules in the neighborhood, but if you're not bleeding, you can't tell. Um, both Tim and our neighborhood um, child, they when they don't get their way, they'll be like, well, I'm going in. <laughs> Just so the other child will be like, no, 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 don't go in, don't go in. Okay, we'll do it your way. Mm. That, or the one, sometimes, it's actually really funny. Sometimes, like, Tim's like, okay. Like, he doesn't even care that the other person said he was going in. But sometimes Tim's will freak out. Like, no, you can't go in. No. And, like, I'm like, I can't deal with the screaming. I can't deal with this. So it's a, there's a rule in the neighborhood that if you say you're going in, guess what? You're going in. Ah, uh, that's a good rule. That's like a good we're one. not using that as an excuse to get your way anymore. So yeah, you say you're going in. Guess what? Enjoy the rest of the day in because you're not coming back out. I like that. I really like that you are on the same page because uh, not all parents have the same attitudes. <laughs> he brought the box upstairs to put my cat in the box. <laughs> Okay. Um, but yeah, so I'm very thankful that everyone in our neighborhood is on the same page. Um, like I said, there have been bullying, if you will, um, 
but usually when one of the parents sees it, they stop it and say something. Um, there are some kids that their parents never really come out. And once you like kind of like question what that child is doing, um, he gets upset and he goes in and you won't see him for the rest of the day. Oh, it's really funny. But and the one the one instance, it really wasn't. Well, OK, so he um, one of the kids was, um, I guess, saying something that he didn't like. So instead of saying, hey, I don't like that, he, like, charged after the child and went to hit oh. them. Shit. Right. And we caught it at him charging after the child and going to hit him. We're like, hey, we keep our hands to ourselves. There's no reason for us to put our hands on someone else. And you could tell he was getting, like, his eyes start. You could tell he was getting upset and frustrated. Um, he's like, well, I didn't like that. He said he was saying, and we're like, okay, well then you need to voice that. No one knows that something upsets you if you don't voice it and you just immediately go to hitting. Cause then no one's going to want to play with you because you're a hitter. <laughs> right. So that's not, that's not great. No, but nice. Um, okay. We need to buy, we have to go to Amazon and buy more boxes for that box. Oh, okay. <laughs> Get more Amazon boxes. Get more Amazon. Um, so, yeah. Have you had experience with opposing opinions, I should ask? Well, um, obviously my kid's not at the tattling age yet. Um, but I have definitely been to play dates where parents interfere much more than what I feel is appropriate. Um, <clears throat> just, you know, like making, like just really, really telling their kids what to do and say and how to play. Um, like if their kid, like, let me, okay. This is an example that has happened a few times at different play dates. If, um, if Oliver and another kid are playing and that other kid takes a toy away from Oliver, um, and then the parent will like stop the conversation we're having to be like, he was playing with that. Go give it back to him. Um, it's like awesome that you're teaching your kid not to take things, but I also kind of, and I don't mind letting them resolve that either. Because the thing is that, like, that kid does need to learn not to take things. My kid also needs to learn to stand up for himself. So, um, but then I've also been on play dates with kids who hit Oliver and their parents say nothing. Now, that's not okay, you know? Yeah. Um, you need to be telling your kid to not hit my kid. Um, so... It's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting balance, and, and so I know we haven't gotten to tattling specifically, but I can kind of imagine where that's going to go to, you know? Um, my, all of my tattling experiences back from, like, my daycare and nannying days, at which I always had the attitude you have, which is that, like, if no one is hurt or in danger, I don't want to hear it. Um, I used to watch Two Brothers, and, you know, we got quite a bit of tattling there, and, it felt so whiny sometimes and, you know, sometimes they, they were older. So sometimes I actually had to like engage in a conversation and, and it's just, it's frustrating 
to do that because it's like, you know, you have to, you have to explain why they're being unreasonable. Um, and, and I don't know, like I'm big about having the conversations, uh, why people feel and think and do certain things. Um, but I don't want to resolve issues for someone. So I guess that's my, that's my little, like, that's the thing that separates it for me is like, I don't really want to talk about your problems playing, but if it makes you feel bad, then of course, let's talk about it. Um, but not in that I'm telling you guys how to play now, but in that we're talking about your feelings and how you handle them, because I'm not going to force someone else to be nice to you because, you know, as you go out in the world, people are going to be mean to you. You're not going to always get your way. And I'm not going to direct this play date into a way that makes everyone feel good because that's not real life. Um, even like in the real world, even if someone, even if four people go into any situation with the best of intentions and everyone is trying their best to be nice and polite, someone's feelings at some point still get hurt. Something doesn't mesh well with someone like at any given group of people, like everyone's not the same, you know? And you're a little kid, you might go in that box. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, there are some times where I will jump in if they're fighting over the toy or um, I've noticed also like kids will um, bring out a toy that is theirs and they don't touch it. So then my child or another child will go play with it and then instantly they want it. And I'm like, yeah. no, you brought it. You did bring it out. It is your toy. However, you weren't playing with it. So I'm not going to make my child give you this toy back right now because you wanted nothing to do with it. And now because my child's playing with it, you want it? No, I'm sorry. Sorry, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. And I don't – I guess my thought really about – do you need to get that? No. Nope. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess my thought about uh, – about play and, and tattling and all of that in general, really, is that, like, when parents interfere with each individual situation that comes up, you're missing one big picture lesson. Um, like, kids at that age, like where Tim's at a little before and a little after, they tattle um, not just because they feel like this one specific injustice, but because they're trying so hard all the time to understand this, like, new concept of ego versus, like, empathy. And up until this point in their lives, they've only really cared about themselves. Like, Oliver, you know, he might, like, express some sort of empathy towards me and be very sweet towards me, but at the end of the day, like, he cares about himself. Toddlers don't have the capacity to, like, truly put themselves in someone else's shoes, you know? Mm-hmm. But once they get to, like, Tim's age, it becomes this thing of, like, well, I need to feel like I matter, but how much do I matter and, and how much does everyone else matter? And, you know, how do I address my needs, but how do I also be, like, a good person or a nice person? You know, it's a it's not like the children think in those terms, but like that's the issue that they're facing. I think at that age is, is how to, you know, prioritize my needs, but also fit into a bigger picture, which is friend group or school or daycare or whatever it may be. Yeah. 
And so I think that, like, that's the lesson to be taught. And I don't know, like, I'm not trying to, like, maybe it's easier said than done because, you know, my kid's not there yet. But I guess my thought really is that, like, that's the thing to focus on. So, like, if, if my kid comes to me with, like, a tattling sort of issue, like, yes, it is going to be, like, figured out if no one's bleeding. But also, like, I want to have that conversation, even if it's later on outside of that issue, of, like, how did that make you feel? And and let's talk about why. And let's talk about what it means. And let's talk about ways that we handle those feelings and, and what that means to other people, too. Mm-hmm. That's my thoughts about it. Nice. Yeah, those are my thoughts about it, too. Yeah, teach them how to be a person, not how to play good. Well, I mean, they should play good, too. But, yes, teach them how to be a good person. Well, a good person will play good. Like, a nice – and nobody's perfect, right? But like right. A kid I mean, who, there's going to be – I mean, everyone deals with tattling. It's not going to be something that just goes away. Um, but, yeah. Teach them. Yeah. Teach them about their place. Nobody in the likes world a snitch. Snitches yeah. get stitches. Yes, a boo boo. Right. Yes, yeah, snitches get a boo boo. But I think I think that's my thing. Like that's how I see it though, is is when I see tattling I see like truly a, a kid who is like just desperate to understand their place, you know? Or desperate to feel important. And so while I'm not going to resolve their issues, like, that's the that's the need that I want to make sure gets addressed. Now, you mentioned bullying, so can we talk about that? Sure. So, with bullying, let's talk about how we would handle it, but let's also talk about it because it's on a spectrum, right? Yeah. There's picking on in, like, a friendly way. There's picking on in a mean way. There's... A one incidence of bullying like or being mean and then there's like chronic bullying that is a pattern right so in this instance I don't I guess the term bullying was a little harsh um so like I said Tim is he's not the youngest but he's the smallest um him and uh one of the neighbors across the street um are about the same age and they're still in the age of um, sometimes when they're outside playing, they don't want to come in to use the bathroom. So accidents happen. Um, in this case, an accident didn't happen, and yet there were some older kids in the neighborhood that kept saying that Tim peed his pants. And Tim was like, no, I didn't. And then, like, I wasn't outside. Um, one of the other moms was like, stop saying that. He didn't do it. And then, like, called Tim over and was like, hey, Tim, did you pee pants? And, like, <laughs> whispered it to him. And my child is like, no, I didn't pee my pants. And, like, yells it. <laughs> She's like, okay, Tim, I was trying to keep it quiet. Dang. Um, but they just kept – they wouldn't let it go. And he didn't do it. But it was just, like, they thought it was funny, I guess. I don't know. I don't know the reason behind it. I wasn't there. Um I don't even know if his pants were wet or because, I mean, they play in puddles. It's what they do. I hate it. Um, but they just wouldn't let it go. And they just kept saying Tim peed his pants. 
And you could tell Tim was getting upset, but not like upset. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because he's, again, he's four, I guess. And shooting me with a gun. Um, but they just would not let it go. And so then, did you, and go ahead. Nope, go ahead. Did you intervene or? So I wasn't outside. Um, right. It was one of the times where I was inside and one of the other moms was outside. Um, so she did intervene and asked them to stop it. And they did. Um, and then when I came out, she told me just in case like Tim brought it up later kind of thing. She was like, no, I took care of it. Like they haven't said it again since then. But um, I've noticed that when um, some of the older kids are outside playing, it, different things get brought up. And you can always tell there is at least one or two children that are singled out and left out. Um, and I don't think it's intentional. There is a child that's in fifth grade. Um, there is a child in third and then second, first kindergarten. And then there's Tim and another child. Um, so when the fifth grader's outside, the third grader wants to play with the fifth grader and they totally like ignore all the others. Um, when the fifth grader is not out, the third grader is so, so nice. Like, you know what I mean? Plays with everyone. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's sometimes where the kindergarten and the first grader, this happened the other day. He was like, I don't want to talk to Tim right now. I want to have private time with the first grader. And <laughs> the mom was outside. So the mom was like, no, that is not a thing. You're playing with everyone. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, and I'm glad she stepped in because if it were, I mean, there are times, I mean, my heart hurts sometimes, you know what I mean? And no yeah. one wants to see their child being singled out or left right. out. And if it weren't for her stepping up, I've been like, all right, then Tim and I are going in. Like, you want to have private time? That's fine. I'll go, Tim and I can go play video games. We don't need to be outside, you know? Um, mm mm-hmm. It's like you rang on our doorbell for us to come out. <laughs> I don't <Right>. get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, sometimes my pettiness comes out because <laughs> we all know I'm petty. Um, but I try to um, try to keep it at bay and let them take care of it. Um, a lot of the times, okay, Tim, go upstairs and change. A lot of the times, um, I don't necessarily jump in and fix situations. But like I said earlier, I'll be like, well, you were just doing this to X, Y, Z. Like, remember how this feels next time you do this to them. Um, Yeah. And that's a good, I think that's a really good way to interject yourself. Right. Because it's just like, and I mean, I've done it to my child too. Like, my mm-hmm. child was doing something, and then a couple minutes later, the same child, a different child, did the same thing back to Tim in a different way. And I'm like, well, Tim, you were just doing this to them. So if you don't like it, you need to stop doing it. Yes. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's good because they need someone to point those things out to them. They don't need someone to solve their problems, but they do need someone to show them things like that. Right. So there's a lot of times where I'll be like, well, you were just doing the same thing. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I think you and I have such the same sort of attitudes about that. 
And by the way, I totally do classify what happened with him as bullying. It's different from, you know, like a chronic bullying, like if you're someone's being bullied at school every day. But, um, but no, when, like, everyone hurts everyone, someone else's feelings all the time, right? Right. Like, you've probably hurt my feelings. I've hurt your feelings. Like, that happens when you're a human. But when that person says, hey, you hurt my feelings, and the other person keeps going, that's when I qualify that as bullying. Right. So, I guess it was bullying. But, yeah. I haven't heard it since. Um, That's good. Did actually have an accident yesterday, and I kind of was just like, hey, Tim, let's come inside for a second. Like, pulled him aside and was like, go upstairs and change your pants. You're not going to make a big deal about it. Just go upstairs and get changed. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I mean, like, the kids I used to babysit, I mean, no child wants to use the bathroom when they're playing, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, like, it happens a lot. A child for that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, yeah, you shouldn't make fun of people anyway. Like, I had a problem with that until I was in middle school. Like, through the fifth grade, I had to take medicine, um, and or I would wet the bed. Um, right. I just had a bladder problem. Um, and and I just I hate the idea of like any child feeling shame. I hate that emotion so much. Like, I have no problem with a kid being angry or sad. Or frustrated, but I hate shame um, as an emotion. So I'm glad that you protect him in that way. And, you know, he's in, at least until he has some more control over that situation. Right. Oh, I did not. He's at an age where it's, it's normal to have accidents. Right. And I'm like, that's another thing I had to point out sometimes outside too. I'm like, you guys remember he is younger than you. Like, they do races on their scooters and on their bikes, and Tim never wins. And then, like, Tim will do the whole thing where he'll cheat, and he'll turn around halfway through and just turn around and go back. (laughs) And be like, I won. And they'll be like, no, you didn't. You cheated. I'm like, you guys got to remember, technically, that would be the fair advantage. You know what I mean? Like, he's not as fast as you, so it would be fair to have his turnaround point be earlier. Like, again, he's not as old as you are. Um, so it's a, I mean, it's a learning experience for everyone. Um, but I do try to have him solve his own problems because I'm not always going to be there and he needs to figure it out. I like that. I love this, like, cause this isn't, obviously it's not something I've gotten to face yet. So I love my ideas about it, but I can't say anything in practice, but it's definitely one thing that I really admire about you as a mom. Cause I, yeah, I, I can see that you like protect and love your child, but you're teaching him something really valuable by letting him learn, you know, so my child just came down the stairs and asked me if I want to see him. I'm nervous. Oh, look, he's actually dressed nicely. Aww. Wait, I think your shirt's on backwards. Can I? Can you come here for a second? <laughs> your shirt's on backwards. That's okay. Okay, it's okay. Well, I think it's your turn for a mom tip. If we are done, no, it's it's yours because I did. I just listened back to the last episode. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think it's yours. <laughs> I totally just listened to it like right before we started because it's so funny, you guys. Last episode, we were like, oh, we're going to do an episode all about tattling. And um, and then 
I forgot. And then I was editing the episode and I was like, oh, right, tattling. I'll remember that. And then I forgot. And then we were planning, what time are we recording today? And I was like, Lindsay, what are we recording? She's like, I don't remember. I had to go listen again. I'm like, all right, it's tattling. I will not forget. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Uh, Now I have to think of a mom tip. I swore it was your turn. So I was like, let me get tweets because I think it's your turn for a mom tip. We can skip it if you want and do uh, tweets. They don't need a tip every week. Look, we're not full of the answers, you guys. Right. We're full of pizza rolls. But not, <laughs> Obviously. Not. Did I tell you they have vegan pizza rolls now? No. Oh, my God. Because I think we just talked about that on this podcast that I was like, oh, pizza rolls are the only thing I have yet to veganize. Well, Morningstar made some and they're pretty freaking good. Nice. So have I told you that my son likes Harry Potter now, but only the movies, not the books? <gasps> no. Oh, my god! I tried reading the book the other day, and he was like, where's Harry Potter? And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> you tried. Did, you really had the, the first chapter. <laughs> you had the illustrated book, right? Right. Yeah. I can't and, like, wait to read The whole those. first chapter is, like, you know, the background, like, right. about the Dursleys and the house and how they became a thing. And actually – I don't – is it the same exact? Because I – it's been a long time since I've read the first one, but the first chapter of the first book, literally I do not remember half of that. That is in this I book. don't – I'm not sure. I thought it was exactly the same. I but I'm too, not sure. But I'm like – as I'm reading it, I'm like, I, I've never read these words before. <laughs> I don't know because honestly with like movies, books, and all that, I forget everything like immediately. I got to read or watch something like three times before it sticks. Right. I just, I'm I'm so confused. But I'm so happy he's getting into Harry Potter though. Yeah. He, um, so my husband has only seen a few of the movies. So he decided he wanted to watch all of them. And I'm like, heck yeah, I'm always down for a Harry Potter marathon. Yes. Um, so we watched the first three and Tim watched a good chunk of, he watched all of the third one with us um like sat down I gave him popcorn he watched the whole thing um he watched bits and pieces of the first and the second one um but yeah he's like obsessed oh that makes me happy last night he was like can we read the Harry Potter book again and I'm like no I learned the first time you're not ready <laughs> you're not ready like we got to the we only were done I told him we'd read the first chapter I think he thought I meant the first page. So the whole time of the first page, yeah, I have to close my mouth. Um, the whole time of the first page, he was like, well, where's Harry Potter? Well, when we're done this page, we can do another. And I'm like, yes, Tim, I'm reading the first chapter. And I looked how long the first chapter is. And I'm like, I'm not reading all of this tonight. Like, I'm not doing it. We're not doing it. So then I put it down and we read Green Angle and Ham. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess my, my right. mom tip is read Harry Potter, but not too early. <laughs> Tim, do not bang on the window. Anyways, All right, mom tips. We... I mean, tweets. Tweet. You want to go first? Sure. What, Tim? Yes, yes. Okay. So my first tweet is from... Eloisa, two four nine three five zero five eight. 
She said, please check on your mom friends. Let them know they're not alone and they're doing an amazing job. Yes, I love that. Now more than ever, we need it, guys. What happened? Mm. Okay. Sorry again. <laughs> You're good. Okay, I have one of my faves off of Twitter. Um, she's PDX Pestle. Uh, she, <laughs> you, uh, did you see how everyone was parrying Meredith Brooks' I'm a bitch on Twitter? No. Okay, well, that's been a thing. People write, I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, and they parody the last two lines. Well, she did one, and it was like, I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, vaccine save lives, you stupid motherfucker. Back what? Vaccines save lives, you stupid motherfucker. I don't know what that means. Vaccines save lives. Oh, vaccines. I thought you said back, like your back, and scenes. I'm like, what is a vaccine? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what else I really enjoyed about I her, though? Um, she is a witch, and she does a lot of, like, natural medicine and herbal medicine. Um, and so I guess she might have gotten some, uh, like, what is it called? Why can't I think of the word when people give you shit? People must have been giving her shit about that. And she came back, like, and made another tweet uh, later on and was basically like, uh, you suck if you think that I can't be an herbalist and also believe in vaccines. Like, that just shows you're stupid and don't understand medicine. Right. And I really liked that because I'm like, same, like, you can do both. All right. My next tweet is from at Isabella Rothko1. I'm interested in that name because her last name is Rothkorn. So she could have just did her whole last name and forgo the one. Anyways, no judgment. Um, she said, baby girl is finally asleep for the first nap. Now some time to myself. Oh, wait. A sink full of dishes, a pile of laundry is waiting for me. It mm. never ends. It I never ends. How many times being in quarantine, I have walked over to my sink and said, oh, I'm here again. Doing yep. dishes for the millionth time. Like, I'm like, I swear that's the only thing I do in life is the dishes. Yep. I fucking feel that too. Load the dishwasher, unload the dishwasher. Hand wash a bunch of dishes, put those on the drying mat, let them dry. Then move those. Oh, because there's more dishes in the sink that you no longer have room for <laughs> on your counter that you need to now wash too. Yep. <sighs> you know what though? You know what happened to me yesterday? What? I finished my to-do list yesterday. That's amazing. Uh-huh. That hasn't happened to me. I could not tell you the last time that I have finished everything on my to-do list. I was so fucking excited. The entire sink was empty. The laundry was done. Everything I had written down to do, I You've did it. you inspired me. I now need to make a list of things I need to do. Well, can I tell you one of the tricks that I have learned recently? Yes. Don't make your to-do list everything you need to do because you can't do everything today. Oh, I can. <laughs> don't, don't tell me I can't. You're that's my problem fire, so thank you that's my problem i put everything on the to-do list and i'm like i gotta do it all but you know i've tried to make like my everything to-do list and then on a separate piece of paper i'm like all right here's the one i'm actually gonna get done today and if i get it all done i could do more off the big list right I okay did, so um, my second two. Hmm? i my thing is i like to break it down by room 
And I don't oh, like, I like to that. focus completely on room. I'll do one thing in one room and then move to another and do one thing off of that room and then maybe come back to the other because then it makes it look like I do more. I also write everything down and cross it off as I go. So then it's like a yeah. visual of like, oh, you actually are doing stuff on your list. I really like that. That's what I do. This is nice. Um, okay, second tweet. Crockett for Real says, if your kids insist on showing you every little thing, just squint and say, nice. They'll think that you looked every single time. I do that. I, I really do that. I actually have done that several times while being on this podcast. <laughs> Mom, look at my, my box that I built, and I just hold my thumbs up. I can't see it from nice. my desk. I just <laughs> hold my thumbs up. All right, my last tweet is, oh... I'm not going to say her name, but I'm going to say her at handle at Lou Babies. Lou, Lou, Lou Babies. Sure. Um, okay. It's sad af that I got pregnant and my friends disappeared. Hashtag mom life shows you, shows you true colors. That, hmm, hmm. Didn't notice the spelling error the first time I read it. Shows <laughs> you'd true colors. Yeah. Regretting, but it's okay. We're it's here. okay. We're here. We're here. Uh, my last one is Core Millionaire. <laughs> um, it's such a silly Twitter handle, Corey. Uh, he said, you are not alone. We're all completely losing our shit together. Thank you, Corey. We are. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, this has been a great episode. Um, send us some messages if you want to talk about if you hate our podcast and you want to talk about how you disagree with us oh or if God. you love it. He's knocking on the door again. Oh, I my can't. God. I honestly Good can't. luck with that, and I love you. Thanks. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>